0: minutes since I've been here so feel good um, looking forward to just sharing the word what God has brought to me I um, want to give honor to Pastor Larry, First Lady Janita. Definitely want to shout out the Turbo group cuz yeah. yeah if you if you came in on Wednesdays before Bible study you ain't this getting it in out the mud, working hard, studying <laughs> studying the Lord's word. So um yeah, shout out to to all of us holding that down. And um Again, I'm still relatively a new member to the upper room, so I'm still really getting in- involved and acclimated, and I just really still feel all the love and w- compassion. And I really wanted to thank everybody, and I appreciate that. And I um, just want to open this up with a prayer, then move on to the Word. If you all bow your heads with me? Lord, I want to thank you for waking us up this morning. I want to thank you for the opportunity to fellowship in the Word. Thank you for bringing us in the house together. We pray that the word that you bring forth this morning touches people's hearts and ears and help people to be in relationship with you and help those of us that are in relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can tell by the way y'all walk, I ain't from around here. You can tell by the way I walk, I ain't from around here. If you're familiar with this expression, you know that it's used when someone is in an environment that is not their typical one, causing them to stand out. The expression is also used in an instance when people recognizably present themselves to the world different than the people around them. What is walking? Walking, in the literal sense, is moving through the world. Walking is how we move ourselves from point A to point B. It's so integrated into our lives that it becomes second nature after a certain point. As a result, much of who we are, our personality, our values, etc., shows up in the way we walk. It's undeniable that how you walk reflects something that has been ingrained in you. When your walk is distinguished from those around you, it is impossible not to impact the space because it says, without question, that this person has been ingrained with something that everyone else around here has not. You unintentionally display the separation of you and others simply by how you move. Where you're from shapes how you walk because it ingrains something in you. Where you're from teaches you so much, it affects us in ways so deep, it becomes on full display for the world to see. So much of these traits while walking can become an identifier. Anybody from East Baltimore? Yeah, yeah. yeah don't talk about short. Sure. Don't talk about. Don't talk about. <laughs> Anybody from over west? Anybody from West Baltimore? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Anybody in Baltimore County? Baltimore County, Baltimore County. Anybody, if you travel from Maryland, you know, somewhere else, or travel somewhere else to Maryland. Oh, my fault, my fault, my fault. We got some from Maryland. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jersey in the building. We got Jersey in the building. All righty. We don't want no trouble. We just try to worship the Lord. That's all we try to do. But... um. Yeah, though, well, when you're from somewhere, you know, you go to a different place and it's so drastically different, it becomes, how you walk can become an unidentified because you stand out so easily. As Christians, our walking should be distinguished. It should reflect something ingrained and deeply embedded in us from what the Bible teaches us and how our relationship with Christ has affected us, no matter where we are. Which should be ingrained in us so deeply that it is reflected in how we walk to the point it distinguishes us as Christians from everyone around us, the Bible tells us. If we can turn to Third John, uh, verse 1, there's only one chat, so you know what I'm saying? That's right, just Third John. <laughs> you know, it ain't, it ain't but, that much there, for real, but um, when you got it, can you say, Peter, Piper, picked a pack of pickled peppers? <laughs> or amen, whichever one, you know, is it's simpler for you. The hands are flipping this all good. It's real short, it's real easy to go right past it, so you know what I'm saying. All righty. Amen. 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 The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that you may go well with you and that you may be in good health, as it goes well with your soul. For I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth, as indeed you are walking in the truth. For I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth, as indeed you are walking in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in the truth. Beloved, it is a faithful thing you do in your efforts for these brothers, strangers as they are, who testify to your love before the church you would do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God. For they have gone out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support people like these, that we may be fellow workers for the truth. The title of our message today is, They Can Tell By The Way You Walk. Christians ought to walk in the truth, according to John. Let's explore what this means and how to apply it. The use of the term walking as it occurs in John's letter can be understood as a reference to a person's individual behavior. When John uses the truth in this letter, he means integrity and righteousness, as we know conforming to a standard. I believe integrity gets John's message across clearer. When I was younger in Sunday school, I was taught that integrity was doing what is right, even when no one is around or paying attention. And I would like to expand that to include doing what you're supposed to do without being asked. When we can understand, we can understand John to mean behaving with integrity when he, he uses the expression walking in the truth in his letter. Why is it important for Christians to walk in the truth? What happens when Christians walk in the truth? John tells us starting at verse 3. For I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth, as indeed you are walking in the truth. My first point is that when Christians walk in the truth, others will take note and testify. Before I ever was a member at the upper room, I heard nothing but great things about Pastor Larry because he was the pastor for some of my family members. When my father passed away, he did the eulogy at the funeral. He also offered me counseling and told me if I ever wanted to talk to give him a call. Before I was officially uh mentee of his, I was debating, you know, if I should put myself under his leadership. And I asked my Aunt Noah, you know, what she thought about him or what was her feeling. And she said that while my father was sick one day, she went to go visit him. And when she got to the hospital, Pastor Larry was already there. You know, nobody asked him to do this. He just was there on his own accord. And he was there by himself. And to me that was a testament to the genuineness of his character. They can tell by the way you walk what your true character is. And rest assured, the word will get around. Continuing in the text, let's look at verse 4. I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in the truth. My second point is that walking in the truth brings joy to those who disciples us, teach us, and raise us. I'm a very punctual person by nature. Naturally, like to be on time, like to be early. You know what I'm saying? I attend by 10. That's Johnson Family Vacation. If you ain't seen that. Um, <laughs> in my career, I prioritize punctuality. And in my role as Executive Director of Programs at the Baltimore Algebra Project, I meet with Baltimore City Schools to negotiate contracts for providing math services. I'm always early to those meetings. Because I'm, a, I'm a punctual person. One meeting, one of the staff says to me, one of the staff at city school says to me, you're always early, no matter what time we meet. I bet whoever trained you is proud. This is an affirmation of John's sentiment to guys that behaving with integrity brings joy to those who helped ingrain those values in us. I told Pastor Larry I was going to apply for the master's program, and he was happy. When I told him I got accepted, he was excited. When I told him I graduated, did you start doing tissue roll? I think he, <laughs> like he bust out dancing. He was <laughs> ecstatic. I was like, OK. I'm happy to see him happy. For those who don't know you, know, you probably can't tell, look at me now, I used to be on the big side of things. I was about 280 pounds. And after my father passed, at a relatively early age, I decided I needed to make some changes in my life so I can, you know, live and be around for my family. But I ain't really know what to do or where to start. God brought a mentor into my life to help me make healthy lifestyle changes. And ever since I lost the weight, every time I see his face light up, he just be so happy and so proud and he tells me how good I look and how proud I am. How proud he is of me. And he's proud not because just that I lost the weight, but also I continue to stay the course with what he's taught me. And they can tell by the way you walk if you're living out what you're being taught. But for my third point, I want to give verses 5 through 7 a deeper examination. Beloved, it is a faithful thing you do in all your efforts for these brothers, strangers as they are, who testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God. For they have gone out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. So, made some observations, and I want to talk about what I think the text suggests here. So, first, I was a little cut off, God, because I was like, "How are they gonna be brothers and strangers? That don't really, <laughs> that don't really make sense." But then I thought, okay, maybe they have some connection, right? They're Christians, but they just don't know 'em like that. So I said, okay, that's cool. So then I thought, well, what did what do you, what does John mean by send them on their way, in a manner worthy of God? And we, I think we just read that in the second, the second greatest commandment. You know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And then we have, they've gone out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Now, I don't really know what accepting nothing from the Gentiles mean, but it sounds like it's something they ain't supposed to be doing. (laughs) It sounds like he happy that he ain't do that. So you know, uh, my conclusion is that's good. That's a bad thing, accepting stuff from the Gentiles. So from this, I gather, the text suggests, look out for people trying. Because they could be doing worse things, or they could be doing something they're not supposed to do. Why? We will do well when we move in this fashion. When I read this, the first thing that came to mind was the squeegee boys. And a lot of times, they get a bad rap. I don't really know why, though, because it's they could be doing a lot worse, especially given the options that's available to them. Now, I know from my personal experience as being a squeegee boy when I was that age, or younger probably, the options that was available to me, you know, I was like, that's pretty much the best route I got right here, right now. And part of what kept me from doing worse, for at least at that point in my life, <laughs> was people looking out. When people you don't know look out for you, it affirms... People's decisions to make a positive choice, even when those positive choices are challenging. Lastly, verse 8. Therefore, we ought to support people like these. We ought to support people like these, that we may be fellow workers for the truth. My third point is, when Christians walk in the truth, even with people they don't know like that, or Christians they don't have a close relationship with, the fact is you will be they will be drawn to you and ultimately drawn to Christ and eventually working alongside you doing the work in the kingdom. So you're probably wondering at this point, what did Gaius do that was so, you know, that was so great that it constituted walking in the truth? A little bit of background lets us know that he housed some missionaries at his crib. And we all know that's a you know, you haven't let anybody stay with you. That's you know, take a heart of a saint. Take a heart of a saint. That was definitely some in- integritist that was an integritous move right there. Um, whenever I see young homies selling merchandise on the streets, I always try to patron them, try you know, support what they sell. Um, some years ago, one of my mentees had a brother, and he was selling things. I purchased some stuff from him. And his sister asked me, like, why are you always buying stuff from my brother? And I told her, because I wasn't having to do anything else for money. A few years ago, I was in a car accident. Around this time, I had also had a pay cut. And um, Pastor Larry broke me off with a little something something. (laughs) It wasn't enough to buy a new car, nothing like that. (laughs) Don't get get the wrong idea. But it was enough to help me with day to day expenses, even though he ain't really know me like that. You know what I'm saying? The the brother that came into my life, a mentor, to help me to make lifestyle changes for the you know, healthier, his name is Brother Kenny. And he just trained me out the kindness of his heart. We were strangers. I didn't know him from Adam or Eve. We just happened to work at the same school. And he was a personal trainer, and I was in need of his services. And as we you know, connected over time, our relationship extended, and he took me to his home and showed me how to cook so that my eating would be in alignment with my fitness goals. And again, you know, I ain't really know him like that. When you want to support people that you don't know like that or you don't have a close relationship with, you can give money, share information that's resourceful, you can open up your home, or you can lighten their load. They can tell by the way you walk whether or not you're someone whose mission they can commit themselves to. And walking in the truth in this way can create a culture and or further establish a culture where those you are in regular interaction with began to care radically for others in the same way. The same way Pastor Larry looked out for me, I look out for people. Same way Brother Kenny look out for me, I look out for people. In my mind, when I look out for those young brothers, at some point down the line, they'll look out for somebody else. And at that point, we all become fellow workers in the truth. What's John's message in these eight verses of his letter? In summary... Walking in the truth can be understood as behaving with integrity. Doing what has been taught to us even when no one is around to look. We should walk in truth and it should be evident to those around us by how we treat one another. When this is true, it is inevitable that people will see and make mention. A few years ago, I was in North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. And I had walked into a Planet Fitness so I was ready to get my swole on. and I seen two brothers kind of like in the corner like peeping me out while I was checking in, but I ain't really paid too much mind for real. And then once I got done doing what I was doing, one of them said, hey, man, come here. Can we ask you a question? So he was pretty polite about it, so I ain't really tripped. When I, soon as I got over there, he looked at me, he said, you from East Baltimore. And I was like, oh. (laughs) And I ain't know him, you feel me? You don't know people. People know you. That's, you know, awkward situation. But what he said was that himself and the other brother were also from Baltimore and they you know had been watching people get out of their cars and walk to the gym and from the moment I got out of the car and walked up to the gym they said he's not from North Carolina he's from Baltimore and they were just trying to figure out whether or not I was from East Baltimore or West Baltimore and the brother said he knew I was from East I think just because you know I like that for real but that's a different that's a different conversation for a different point the point of that is this. As Christians, us walking in the world should be so distinct that it would be as evident to the people around us as it was to those gentlemen that I was from Baltimore. When we walk in the truth, we make proud of the people who ingrain the values within us. And it's a reciprocating joy. When I see Pastor Larry happy, I be happy. You know what I'm saying I, I can't do the titchy roll that like he was doing, but you know. <laughs> I was grinning from ear to ear too, like, look at that, bro. When we look out and support for people, even if they aren't Christian, even if we don't know them like that, it will leave the kind of impression that will be encouraging to them in their work and in their relationship with Christ, as well as the choices they made in the name of walking in the truth. Now, y'all know I ain't gonna send you on the way without some takeaways, because I don't want y'all to get out there ready to walk in the truth, you feel me, get the, yeah, you know I mean, then you run into a situation, he ain't say nothing about this. Just got us out here walking in the truth. So first and foremost, behaving with integrity is not easy. If it was, everybody would do it. Also, if it was, when people did it, it wouldn't stand out so much. Next, don't be expecting no credit. There is not often instant gratification or immediate satisfaction for behaving with integrity. It's also not always visible or recognized. Think about guys real quick one time. My man let the missionaries stay in his crib for however long, you know, and and, you know, he looked out for them, made sure they were straight. Obviously, you know, prayed for them spiritually, physically, made sure they was all right. And this brother got a letter. (laughs) And not only did he get the letter, but this back in the Bible days, so it wasn't like United States Postal Service. Think about how long he had took to get the letter. John had to write the letter, then he had to mail the letter, then the letter had to travel, then And, you know, he did all of that, and that's what he got, you know. But that's where I be sometimes. Walking in the truth frequently requires sacrifice. Also, there's no promised earthly reward for walking in the truth. I checked this thing up and down multiple times, especially John. I was trying to see where he told guys, you know, here go... Your reward, you know what I'm saying, here goes your money, here goes your riches, your treasure, here goes some status in society. It ain't none of that. So, you know, you just get the satisfaction of doing what's right. There's also a temptation of getting away with it. Especially because there's nobody around. That's the whole point. And sometimes it's real easy to finesse. One way to kind of gauge where you are with this is the shopping cart touch. We all go shopping, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, now how many of y'all put that cart back when you're done? Uh Uh-huh, okay. (laughs) Tell the truth. Tell the truth. That's what I'm talking about, right? Now, now, if you don't put it back, ain't nothing going to happen, right? You ain't going to get in trouble, right? But you just know in the recesses of your mind that's what you're supposed to do, right? So practice that, you know what I'm saying? Give that a try. And then when other situations present themselves, you'll be more in the habit of, all right, this is just what I'm supposed to do. Let me go ahead and do it. I always say, you know, start with your family, start at work or start at school if you're having trouble trying to figure out where do I begin. And the last takeaway I'll say is ask yourself before you act, you know, will I be proud of this in 10 years? And so, in conclusion, the last thing I'll say is remember they can tell by the way you walk what your true character is if you're living out what you're being taught and that if you're someone whose mission they can commit to. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you.